Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this season, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every single goddamn page in a trio of adventure modules for TSR's Marvel Super Heroes RPG, starting with Adventure MT1, All This and World War II. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. All This and World War II was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing the back cover of All This and World War II, and today is going to be a short one. It's just a back cover. There's not even an illustration. For the most part, this is just a description of the adventure we just talked about, so there's nothing really to say. But there's one detail on this back cover that differs from the content of the book in a way that would have made the author's and the judge's life so much easier if the book had been more like the back cover. So here we go. I'll read the back cover. Marvel Superheroes Official Advanced Game Adventure. All This and World War II by Ray Winninger. It starts out as a simple enough assignment. Help old friend Nick Fury test out a new military weapon in the New Mexico desert. Nick Fury is our old friend? That is not the way that it's presented in the book. In the book, quite explicitly, Nick Fury isn't sure if he can trust us, has to give us all these various inducements and incentives to try to get us to take this job, can't give us any information. In the adventure, very specifically, we are not Nick Fury's good old friends. But what if we were old friends with Nick Fury? Or or what if we were an old trusted friend of somebody who's working for Nick Fury on the Cavalier Project? That wouldn't be hard to arrange. I mean, there's advice at the beginning of this book about all these foils that we're supposed to have. Like, remember, it is forbidden to begin playing all this and World War II without your super team having a friend who works at a newspaper, and a friend who gets kidnapped all the time, and a friend who knows a lot about science, and a friend who works at a university... Sure, of course. So important. I mean, how would we have made it through this adventure without knowing somebody who had academic journal access through their institution's library? Or remember that time we were stumped in 1943 about what to do next, and we thought maybe our journalist friend could help us do some digging into what was really going on? So we wrote them a note and then gave it to an American soldier and told him when the war was over to go home and put it in a lockbox and pass the key to that lockbox down through the generations of his family and then ultimately one day in 1989 to have his child or his grandchild go to that lockbox and open it up and take the letter and then take the decades-old yellowed correspondence and deliver it to the Daily Bugle and then instruct the recipient, our trusted journalist friend, to give the answers in a sealed envelope to the West Coast Avengers the day before they leave on their time travel journey so that we'll change history so that we now have the answers to our questions in a sealed envelope tucked into our pockets, or we don't have pockets, um, tucked into Scarlet Witch's bodice, Remember that? Remember how useful it was to have a friend who works at a 1980s newspaper? What if, in addition to or instead of those foils, the book told us your team needs some kind of authority foil, someone who works in government, someone who works for a secret agency similar to but not identical with the recently disbanded and never to be resurrected shield. It could be somebody who works for the military, somebody in civilian federal government, somebody in state government, could be a member of some kind of government bureaucracy could be somebody in the spy game, whatever, somebody who has a level of official authority. That would be incredibly useful just in general for a super team to have. Almost all super teams do have someone like that, some kind of government liaison or whatever. But for this adventure particularly, it would solve so many problems that the author is at pains to solve in the most clunky ways possible. Like all that shit about Nick Fury trying to convince us why it's a good idea to go test Cavalier, even though we don't know anything about what this project is or like what it's for, what it entails. We just have to go to New Mexico on faith to do what this shadowy government agency wants us to do. If Nick Fury were our government foil, or we had a government foil who was on the Cavalier Project, 
and they vouched for Nick Fury, then it's an old friend. Problem solved. Whether we're mercenaries and we like this person because they find us work, whether we're humanitarians and we like this person because they're nice, or we're an official team and we don't necessarily like this person, but they sign our government paychecks, there's no question. We're just going to do what they want us to do because, you know, because that's what we always do. That's Gary. Gary's our pal from the government. What do you need, Gary, from the government? Sure thing. We'll be right down. Just simple as that. Similarly, Hamilton Crane's uh, book about World War II, entitled World War II Inside and Out, All the People, All the Places, and All the Events by Hamilton Crane, would have been really easy to get it to us if our government foil, be that Nick Fury or somebody working for Nick Fury, had offered us their services to do any kind of investigation we want to do because the base is locked down. I mean, I grant you, we would miss the thrill of loading up in the not-quite-shield loner van and driving to the Albuquerque Public Library, but I think I could just about bear to sacrifice that dramatic scene in exchange for having a very direct, foolproof, and personalized way for us to find out that we need to get this book. World War II, Inside and Out, All the People, All the Places, and All the Events by Hamilton Crane. Sorry, you just... This is the last day. Any one of these could be my last chance to say World War II, Inside and Out, All the People, All the Places, and All the Events by Hamilton Crane. I just... Every time... That ring comes around. I have to grab it. These days will not last forever. But yeah, like for all the trouble that the author took to get that book into our hands, if we had a, a buddy who was in charge, like, hey, the base is locked down, but anything you need, I'll hit the library for you. I'll call up government agencies. I'll help you do your thing by putting you in touch with research materials. Then if we went to them and asked about the elite German blueberry pancakes, then they would tell us, okay, I'll hit the books on that thing you asked about, or the player characters could bring their own skills into the mix too. You know, if somebody's got the history skill, you know, if they themselves are a history professor or have a big collection of political and military texts at home or whatever, or they have a contact with a World War II hero who might know, like modern day Captain America, then they could direct the government foil. Like, hey, we can't leave the base, but could you go like talk to Captain America, tell him that Iron Blood or whoever sent you and ask about these commandos? Then our government foil comes back and says, the book said, or Captain America said, or your street contact, the shoeshine boy said, you're going to need a copy of World War II Inside and Out, All the People, All the Places, and All the Events by Hamilton Crane. So I took the liberty of going and getting you one at 1989 Walden Books. And here it is. Done. Simple, direct, personalized, because we have a relationship with this person that we established. And what happens if we try to leave in the time machine, God forbid, Without World War II, Inside and Out, All the People, All the Places, and All the Events by Hamilton Crane. Instead of Nick Fury coming out of nowhere, barging into our shit while we're in the sewer getting ready for a time travel adventure, we get a friendly contact from our friend, Hey guys, it's Gary. You know, from the government. Hey Gary, always a pleasure to see you, Gary. Remember that book that you had me look at? I sent it to you. It's going to be there any minute. You don't need to go into the past blind. I got your back. Should be there in like 30 minutes. Or your money back. Avoid the noid. 1989. This is a pleasant interaction. This is an opportunity to talk to Gary. Unlike Nick Fury, this stranger, this cop, our personal fucking polyphemus badgering us to take this book with us. It changes the whole complexion of everything. Advice about time travel, what we should do, when we should go. I'll take that shit from Gary, not from Nick Fury, not with his attitude. I mean, unless he is our friend, in which case we know, like, the softer side of Nick Fury he can treat us like he treats dum-dum. Like, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if this adventure were either Gary from the government, totally acceptable, I like Gary, or it could be Nick Fury, but Nick Fury's our buddy. And so instead of being all gruff and demanding with us, he treats us like he treats dum-dum. Hey, remember back in the day when we had these adventures, you with my cigar, you with your hat, Gabe with his trumpet, Izzy with his wrench, the British one with his bumper shoot? 
you know, our old friend, the British one, will pal around. And then then I don't mind so much if he's like, listen, I saw some strange things as director of S.H.I.E.L.D. I can't tell you about all those projects, but I can tell you this. You better get your ass in that time machine and get back to World War II. Or we're all going to be studying German, trying to sort out our tenses so we can talk about how badly we will be going to have been fucked. That's Buddy Nick Fury. That's fine. And you're not going to argue with Buddy Nick Fury. Like, that's his opinion. And who are you going to trust, if not your friend Nick Fury? Stranger Nick Fury? I don't know why the fuck he's sending me back in time. Maybe he's having budget problems and he just doesn't want to pay me. And it's real convenient if I disappear to the 1940s. He's a sneaky bastard. If you have a friend in the sort of quest giver role for this whole thing, everything just works so much more smoothly. Even, uh, okay, let me bookend this whole thing. Scene number one, the mysterious box. If that is not like an asshole boundary pushing power play, but is instead like a prank from a friend, like just a little joke, like this person need to get in contact with you. Either it's Nick Fury or it's on behalf of Nick Fury. This is all like secret cloak and dagger stuff. They could have sent a letter, but instead they like snuck this little package into your house. And then when you open it, they appear on the TV. And then when you see Nick Fury, he's like, it's me. I got you, you old so-and-so. Then you're going to be like, oh, you Nick Fury sneaking into my house, defeating my security, putting me into a panic over the safety of my friends. You haven't changed a bit and I love you. You got a me killing robot you need me to test? Let me at it. Just easy as that. Smooth as butter. If you're friends with Nick Fury or Gary from the government, the more I talk about the shit that Nick Fury pulled, maybe it's better to go with Gary from the government here so that if the players ever get sick of Nick Fury, then Gary can commiserate with them and take their side, but tell them, yeah, Nick Fury is an asshole, but he's right. You do need to save the world from Hitler. Much as I hate to say it, much as I would love to spite Nick Fury, it is narrowly not worth the cost of Hitler taking over the world. So sorry, guys, but you better get out there and save the world. Go win one for Gary. This is great. This is fine. I would love to win one for Gary. Uh, with that, we are finished with this book. Join me next time as we wrap up our discussion of this book with a little retrospective, just a quick look at what was good here, what was bad here, what would need to be changed before you actually played this, and a quick update on what is coming for the rest of this season, including patrons, those superheroes I promised you. They are right around the corner. Join me next time for that on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact the show however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Podbean, Gmail, Instagram, etc., etc. This episode's theme music is Robinson's Grand Entry March, performed by the United States Air Force Concert Band. Thanks for listening.